What's happening my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedat40.com and shreddedat40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked at the 40 podcast. I've got an incredible episode coming at you today. Once again, I'm joined by one of my coaching clients, Mario, who turned 54 years young this week. We're gonna talk about finding your training sweet spot. Performing a training volume that sparks muscle growth, allows you to build muscle while staying lean after 50, and a training volume that doesn't beat you down, that enhances all aspects of your life, that energizes you throughout the day rather than beating you down and, and you hitting that lull in the day where you just feel uh, tired and lethargic and don't have the mental focus uh, to perform your tasks at your best. We're also going to talk about uh, what time of day is best for training. We'll talk about cardio. We're going to talk about mobility. So many great things, so many golden nuggets in this podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please do a favor and smash that thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate it. All right, Mario. So first I'd like to talk about how, like recently we've been playing around with your training volume. We reduced your training volume. Um, just to make sure that you're fully recovered, a lot of fatigue to dissipate from your body and just resensitize your muscles to the, the training stimulus. But there's been some great kind of, I'd say, aha moments for you from this process, from this experience here of, of training with a bit lower volume. We're not talking about like drastically low volume, but lower than the, the higher volume that your body has been accustomed to. And I think one of the the big aha moments that I've heard from you uh, recently is how it's impacted how you feel throughout the remainder of your day, not just during your training sessions and not just how like your body's recovering, but how you have more mental focus and energy to do other things throughout the day. Whereas in the past you weren't, you'd be, you kind of getting through the later part of your day feeling, I guess, a little bit more tired exhausted. I think we just kind of get used to that feeling and think it's par for the course, but it should be that way. It should be, like I said, like this, our training should enhance all areas of your life. So it's been great to, to kind of hear your experiences and how it's impacted your, your energy throughout the rest of your day. So you want to, let's, I'll, I'll have you expand on this experience for, uh, for our audience here. Yeah, it's so insightful that you mention right off the bat that we get used to this and we get used to this being our optimal state or it's not going to get any better. I mean, I went through, frankly, decades of a situation where I just thought, okay, that's my happiness ceiling. And I didn't realize that my moment to moment experience of life could actually be massively uh uh enhanced and that I was just uh, basically being chained by uh you know, my own uh, uh, sense of, of, of things that was a bit distorted. So in, it was similar here. I just said, well, I'm in an intense training program and it just exacts a certain amount of, uh, uh, you know, physical strain and therefore I'm just going to be uh, energized to some extent early in the day and then it's going to taper off and, you know, by 5 p.m. grandpa's ready to sleep, you know, and, and that's kind of how <laughs> that's kind of how I was rocking it for a while. And you being a great coach, you picked up on one remark that I made must've been uh, six months ago, really, when you started keeping an eye on it. And I, I just mentioned to you, my motivation was a bit low. And I told you a little bit about my mental state. And you said, we need to play around a bit with the intensity and the volume. And you kind of finally like, uh, found the precise sweet spot you steadily improved and now the volume and intensity that you've programmed 
has really been miraculous because uh, I start out in the mornings and I hit the gym right away. I find that's when I'm at my at, at my peak really to perform, even though I know there are studies that say that people can achieve slightly more hypertrophy or whatever if they program later in the day. But for me, that is when I'm at my best. And I, it took me a while to figure that out. I thought, no, oh, I'm not a morning person. Then I thought to myself, I'm learning to be a morning person. And now I'm definitely a morning person. So you can become whatever it is that, that makes sense in your life. You shouldn't, you know, put limitations on you. I'm not a, this I'm a sedentary person. No, I'm learning to be the kind of person who breaks a sweat every day. That's a much better framing. I'm not a morning person. I'm learning to be a morning person. So that's a little bit what happened to me. So that was one way that, that I optimized it. And you said, yeah, try it out. It sounds like it could work for you. And then the way that you um, adjusted my programming was was really good. We we have done a you know probably uh, less overall sets for most of the training, although some are still pretty long. And what's happened is, um, you know, before as I mentioned, around even four, <laughs> sometimes you know five, six, I was starting to feel depleted, and uh, I could only get in a block of work actually in the morning, like a solid 90 minute, really powerful block of work. And then another one in the afternoon, I could hit it hard. But then by the after, by the evening, I was only suitable for really chimpanzee work. I mean, just low cognitive, cognitive burden work. And now I find like right now, uh, you know, it's, it's seven fifty where I am and I'm raring to go. I mean, I, I could hit another hour and a half if I needed to, I'd rather not, I'd rather reserve the evenings for, uh, you know, uh, quieter activities and just winding down as, as you talk about, but I could do it, you know, cause I have that energy now and, um, and my sleep is, is good. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, things are working out. So I think those are my reflections and it's all about the right programming and uh, a coach who is prepared to listen to you uh, and just sort of pay attention to the mental and emotional side in addition to, oh, looks like your delts are coming in or whatever. It's there's more to it. There there really is. And I think that's the beauty of the the one-on-one coaching and even just personalization of your own training plan. It's great to kind of see the the recommendations out there for what training volumes are optimal. And really it is a a broad range. And and you do hear like training over 40, some coaches will recommend we should be training a little bit less, but really it just comes down to, you've got to have that awareness yourself. And you realize there's so many more factors to pay attention to, not just how you're training, but how it impacts the the rest of your day as well. So it's, it's just been fantastic to see you have that heightened sense of awareness there. And what one aspect of kind of finding your training sweet spot as well is when it comes to training volume, like having training with a little bit less volume, I find you can be more mentally engaged in the process, in the workouts. You're not kind of pacing yourself. You're not kind of thinking I got, you're looking at the thing, go, I got so much work to do. I better, mm-hmm. uh, it's just not as daunting and, and you can give the best of yourself to that training experience. And, and I find you can leave that gym feeling invigorated. And so it's good to kind of find that, that sweet spot. And again, that sweet spot is going to be more of a a range. And it's not necessarily to say that you always have to train in that sweet spot as well. It's great to have those, 
opportunities to to challenge yourself but mm-hmm. it really has to be during a time where you can give the best of yourself to a higher training plan like back when we initially made this 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 change lower volume it's been the best thing for you based on life situations and and all that kind of stuff but when you have that mental energy and and your life is freed up to all right let's do a short block of just being aggressive and really reaching it's fun to overreach at that time then you dial it back down to your sweet spot yeah no absolutely and there's a there's a time to push it and you know usually uh i'm i'm operating in this in this you know trying to achieve perfect form for example and and you know but today uh, i sent you a little video where i was just basically uh muscling up more probably a little bit more weight than than would have been optimal but there's a time to do training in that way where you have a little bit more body english but most of the time for me uh consistency is king 90 percent of it is just showing up in the gym and then i would say form is queen you know if you're not getting your form right then all is lost and then i would say intensity is maybe like a prince you know that kind of needs to make an appearance or there's no future for the kingdom you'll you're just going to sustain you know you're just going to maintain so you do need that 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 kind of uh those periods of intensity uh and you have to be pushing yourself or your body is just going to say no thanks uh you're not doing enough to make me want to change uh, my shape so you know we're just going to stay more or less where we are and it's a balance it's a balance because if you if you if you hit it too hard fine you might achieve some great stimulus for that workout but you're digging a hole for the next workout you know it, you got to think of it sort of as a as 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 a series of uh, short journeys and a overall a long journey 100% 100% and again awareness i i'm always talking about this in my videos just it really is the best asset we have in this in this journey is having that heightened sense like having a fun sense like a playful sense of experimenting and, and trying some different things but having that heightened sense of awareness of how how it impacts us and the one thing was the like you said you're not a a morning person but you kind of shifted the morning workouts what what was the trigger for you like what what made you want to switch things up? What time of day were you typically training at before and what got you to make the, uh, the change to the morning? Yeah. You know, I was training, I, I sort of had it in my mind that I needed to get some work out the door first thing and, and then eat breakfast. And then a couple of hours after that, I would, I would hit the gym feeling pretty good, but I started to realize that, um, you know, starting the day with that triumph of having completed my my daily service you know uh that really set the tone for a victorious day you know i've won the day because for me this training is more than just a physique training as such it's a longevity uh exercise it's a tonic you know it's fun i want to keep it fun Firhas Sahabi, famous MMA coach, is always talking about how your training has to feel kind of, you know, there has to be a fun dimension to it. And I have the most fun if I hit it early. And then um, again, it's an apex habit for me. It's not just um, uh, something that improves my my physical state. It has a, a cascading benefits, I would say, that that uh, sort of uh, enhance all of all aspects of my life. It's, it's hard to explain to people that aren't 
engaged in this because some of them have an idea that it's a bit of a hedonistic self-involved activity. But the reality is eventually health is going to become your primary concern (laughs) in life. So if you can sort of hold off that period of time until very late in life, uh, this is the best way to enjoy your brief time on earth. And uh, a guy on my team said something that really landed with me. He said, um, uh, work is worship. And he said that in the context of, of, of my offering him a compliment for doing the unglamorous tasks, the grind, the things that keep the wheels on the machine, the unsung heroic work that needs to get done. And uh, he said, no, work is worship. It's, it's something that is, there's something kind of sacred about it for, for me. And I can see that. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that, uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to say a lot of things, but the point is that it is, a, it is a holistic practice. It's not just about your body. And people that aren't involved in it have not had the opportunity to experience it, don't always understand that. But um, take it from me, it's been life-changing. And in particular, working with you has, has been really life-changing. So thanks again. I, I, I appreciate it big time. It's a joy to work with you. And I learned uh, from the process of coaching you as well, as well as my my other clients, it's we're again always learning and growing together, which is is really the beauty of of this process. It makes it so much more rewarding, not just learning and growing on our own, but with others, building each other up throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when shifting your training to the morning, I know for me personally, it takes a little while for my body to to get going. Uh, and whenever I've had morning workouts. I've had to do a little bit extra warming up and stuff like that. Have you found that with your morning workouts, any extra little mobility stuff that you have to do or warm up sets, work up sets uh, in order to get going or, or are you pretty limber right away? No, I I would say, you know, the main difficulty for me was engaging and igniting the mental machinery, sort of convincing myself that I was capable of getting out of bed, having a cup of coffee, puttering around a little bit, but fundamentally just getting out of bed and getting into the gym. And this was something that for me, I I would come up with a a million excuses for why it was not possible for me. So mainly it was the mental obstacle. And that's why my favorite mantra at the moment is the unofficial slogan I understand of the U.S. Navy SEALs, which is just shut up and do it. Um, Don't give your brain too much time to come up with clever reasons why you ought to be excused from from this challenge or whatever. So, so for me, that was the main thing. And I would say that um, I would still need about the same amount of uh, mobility work, regardless of, of really when I, when I do the training. And, but I have to say the mobility has become such a non-negotiable for me. It used to be a little bit of a nice to have, but I've come to realize that by undertaking just 10 or 15 minutes of mobility, I can avoid uh, to a large extent, the possibility of an injury that is going to leave me dejected and having to overcome all sorts of other hurdles on top of undertaking the mild ordeal of getting in the gym and completing the workout. And if it takes me 10 or 15 minutes of elbow circles and uh, making sure my rotator cuff is lubricated, you're goddamn right. I'm going to do it because it's terrible to go in. You know, you know how it is. We pick up little nicks here and there, and it's it's tough to go into the gym with laboring under those kinds of 
even small injuries. It's, it's not fun, you know, and the great thing about training with you, as I mentioned, I think in, in one of the last, uh, uh, appearances here was that, um, I can now do, for example, um, uh, rows without any pain in my elbow because of the great programming that you include where you warm us up, you, you know, the, the first exercises that we do are really, really calibrated to enable us to hit it hard without injuring ourselves in the future, um, sequence. And so that's another part of it. So you're already incorporating, uh, mobility and in a sense, you know, in, in the workout itself. And I would also say that my practice has also been, you know, you talked about what should you do between sets and some people sit there on the bench, uh, looking at their Instagram and this is not ideal. You know, you ought to be moving around a bit. I actually get a lot of mobility done in between sets. Um, and that's something that has benefited me a lot, uh, particularly I, I do mobility on parts of the body that I'm not working. You know, that's something that, that I find as intuitive, but before the workout, um, I, I do, you know, just a few things. I mean, it's really nothing impressive. I, I, I mix it up a little bit, but I want to feel ready to kill it. And the only way I can feel confident is by doing a little bit of that mobility. I heard an orthopedic surgeon say that if Dan Marino had uh, limbered up his Achilles a little bit, it wouldn't have snapped late in his career. I don't know if that's true or not, but that stuck with me. Uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I need a little bit of that insurance. It gives me confidence. And uh, that's, that's my kind of uh, the way I look at it, the, the mobility part. It's no longer an optional thing that I, you know, I might not feel like doing. So whatever. I, I love it. And, and the great thing is that, yeah, it's just 10 to 15 minutes. I see some people who are, I think they take the mobility to an extreme and like it's half an hour, 45 minutes, and they hardly have any time to, to work Absolutely. out. And then, yeah, they're in the gym forever. It doesn't need to be excruciating no. long. Just, just get it quick and done. And I really love how you're talking about doing mobility for body parts that aren't going to interfere with your training, but they're going to benefit you hmm. overall so that's just making the maximum use of your time uh while you're there so i i love that and i just i love non-negotiables and one of them that you continue to bring up is cardio you've been incorporating cardiovascular conditioning into your overall lifestyle and it's had a very positive impact on you so why has i'm sure that's one of the reasons why it's non-negotiable for you is is that you are experiencing the benefits. Speak of those benefits and, um, and what kind of cardio training that uh, you've been incorporating and how you've been incorporating it into your day. Yeah, I, I, I really was, was motivated to, to sort of get my mind around the idea that I would actually devote 45 minutes to elliptical training every day just by reading a lot about habit formation and how we are just a collection of habits and how our habits determine our future. And this sort of eased me into the idea. So I, I sort of started with, you know, okay, I'm going to, it's a micro habit, you know, and for me, micro meant, you know, maybe I'd do 15, 20 minutes. And I slowly started to grow the habit to the point where I just said, look, there's nothing so important that I can't put in an extra 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And before I knew it, I was doing it every day. And in terms of leanness that you can achieve just with this simple, uh, moderate intensity, you know, 220 minus your age times 0.75. That's the number of beats per minute. 
you know, I'm at around 110 to 125, let's say, beats per minute on the elliptical. And uh, I used to listen to a lot of digital content when I was doing it because it was effortless. And then I started realizing, you know, I'm consuming all this digital content and that's okay if you're doing something else that's productive. It's sort of, but what if I actually try to make it a meditative exercise? And that's when I've sort of just, I don't know if this is probably not where you were going, but I have started using this app, this Paziz app, P-Z-I-Z-Z, which has a fantastic focus module. And the one I like is called Puzzle. J.K. Rowling's a big fan of it. I mean, that's the probably most famous uh, uh, proponent of this particular software. But um, yeah, so I, I listen to this Paziz app for, for 45 minutes while I do the elliptical and just, it allows my, it sort of, optimizes my my brain's uh sort of uh, uh processing of different issues that i'm facing or i might go through my to-do list or i might do some visualization and the combination of movement you know many great thinkers have talked about how they arrived at a lot of their great ideas while walking and i think the combination of moving along with this sort of meditative trance-like state sometimes i'll close my eyes not necessarily just is such a productive time now, but in a, in a kind of a gentle sort of holistic kind of productive sense, it's not like I'm there cogitating and, you know, running numbers or whatever it's, it, but it, it, it's, it, it helps me, you know, think about issues of purpose, think about what my ideal day would be like tomorrow or in five years or whatever. And so I find that I'm, I'm actually really having an enhanced cardio, <laughs> full service cardio experience. And that's another reason why I've now come to look forward to it. Whereas before it was just kind of like, well, I guess I'll watch some YouTube and I'll, you know, and I'll just get through it. Um, now it's, it's actually a really important part of my day and I do it every day, whether I train or not. And I think that also helps me a little bit with satiety signaling on days when I'm not lifting, because if you don't exercise, especially if you don't resistance train, your satiety signaling is not as primed, I find. And I think the studies back that up. Um, so um, basically, that's why a lot of um, the audience might experience more difficulty sticking to their, uh, to their calorie uh, budget on days they don't lift. I mean, that's, that's something that, that really clearly happens to me. So the, that, that helps a lot. And again, you don't want to go crazy with mobility. You don't want to go crazy with cardio. You don't want to go crazy with anything. Um, just stick to the program. You set forth the software for us to follow. We just follow it and um, it, it works. You know, uh, something else that I, well, anyway, I'll leave it there, but that's, that's. <laughs> we'll extend. That is, dude, that's just freaking gold right there. That is um, so many different things. Well, first of all, I mean, people just looking at you, 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 had, you got lean, you've stayed lean, and it's been a slow and steady process of building your physique. All this extra cardio that you've incorporated into your lifestyle it is not hindering your progress or your gains. If anything, it is helping you in many different practices. There's just so many health benefits. There's so many cardiovascular benefits. There's great recovery benefits from incorporating cardiovascular training in there. But what I really love is the conversation you just had on it. We are, I think, as a society, over we overconsume information and we overconsume so much. I mean, it's great. We want to be we want to learn and we want to grow, but we spend such little time looking within. There's so much mm -hmm. learning and we can and growing we can do from 
being in that meditative state, having that heightened sense of awareness and, and reflecting on how we can, how can we better ourselves uh, internally, our mental states, all that stuff. So that I think once again, that is maximizing the use of your time. That's time. Yeah, sure. You could listen to an audiobook. You can watch a YouTube video. You can learn some different little tips and tricks there, but I think that is a much better use of your time. I've definitely got to get on board with uh, that app because that sounds like a fantastic experience. I, I do find even my morning walks, my evening walks are somewhat meditative for me as well. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I, I used to do the same thing. I used to consume material when I was at my, for my walks. I'd have my headphones on, listening to podcasts, educating myself. Now I'm like, this is the time for me to be very grounded in the moment, to pay attention to what's in front of me. And um, it's amazing the feelings that can overwhelm you when you are not only seeing what's right in front of you, but also feeling like what's within at the same time as well. Like you're, you're actually experiencing it and, and recognizing what brings great joy to your life and all that stuff. So, um, dude, that's just freaking phenomenal. Fantastic share. No, I've got to get on board with I, that app for sure. Especially these winter months where I know I'll be indoors doing some cardio rather than. Yeah, outdoors. for sure. But I just was going to say, you know, modern uh, knowledge workers or whatever, you know, people that are exposed to a lot of digital stuff. I mean, we spend our, our lives in, uh, in two states. We're either just passively consuming content like, you know, Netflix or whatever, or we are being bombarded by these little digital interruptions and so exactly what you said, we don't actually cordon off time to do what humans have been doing for hundreds of thousands, millions of years, million and a half years anyway, which is just to think, just to allow your mind to do its business. And uh, uh, this is, it's crazy that we, we just are so hyper-stimulated and you look online and there are all these ads for, here's how top executives fight boredom. You know, it's Cal Newport talks about get comfortable with some boredom. I mean, mm -hmm. that is super important for you to be able to focus. Focus is going to be the great differentiator in the future. So few people will be able to focus and create great things and do deep work. So this is all connected to that. And uh, yeah, anyway. Cool. I, I love it. Yeah, great, great topic there for, for sure. This has just been right. a fantastic discussion overall. I just Thank really... You appreciate you sharing your experiences, your journey. It's going to help a lot of our fellow, I'm sure a lot of our fellow men over 40 can relate to a lot of what you've talked about and um, can take what you've shared and use it themselves to build upon their uh, lifestyle as well. And um, dude, I just, I love, I love our conversations. This has been fantastic. So thanks again. It's for, my pleasure, for Scott. Me. Thanks so much for the invitation. It's really a pleasure and a privilege. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please take a moment to drop a comment down below to share your thoughts, share your insights, and share your feedback. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do us a favor and smash that thumbs up button. We'd really, really appreciate it. And if you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast, please do them a favor and share it with them. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you in the next podcast.